The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier eSport betting site. Log on today to bet on all your favorite eSports titles at the simple click of a button. Choose your game, choose your team, earn Unicorns, and who knows, maybe you'll earn enough to enter to win any number of fabulous prizes, such as Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins in their marketplace. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassadar. I am a free agent, head coach, and analyst, as well as a contributor at Slingshot Esports. And this is definitely the first time we have introduced you to this podcast where we are going to break down the second team of Group B, a team that you may have heard of once or twice. I don't know. They're, they're you know, not too big of a deal. They're kind of underdogs. You know, these guys, uh, SK Telecom. I don't know if that's that rings any bells never, for you. Never heard of them. I don't think they have the best player in the world on their team or anything. No, definitely not two-time uh-huh. champions, not the defending champions of this tournament, and yet somehow not the one seed in their region. It is an interesting time to be looking at SK Telecom, especially now that the meta shifts have gone the way they have, and... I couldn't think of anyone I'd rather break it all down with me than my good friend and co-host, Walter Cietis Fedchuk. Walter, how you doing, man? Well, I am wearing the same t-shirt as you saw in the video for Flash Wolves, which, as Chase at the beginning of this just decided to ruin everything, uh, spoiler alert, there is editing and movie magic that happens behind the scenes, and we record, record a bunch of these all at the same time. And then pretend that, no, like, we do this every single day just for you guys. <laughs> so, way to go, Chase. Way to ruin the illusion. This is some kayfabe stuff that they're supposed to believe in. Hey. And you just you just showed, like, Triple H walking his dog in his bathroom. For, for like, the record, for the record, one, I think they probably noticed that I have this giant dragon on my shirt by this point. <laughs> if they didn't notice that, then it's going to be really hard to trust them to have the attention span for the next 20 minutes for this podcast. I believe in you, viewers. Know that Walter doesn't, but I do. Spoiler alert, second they of all, can't see it. Second of all, I said that we didn't do this before. So I don't know what you're even complaining about in the first place. We are here for the first time talking about SK Telecom. And it is a very interesting story. You know, this is a team that we have anointed as the heroes of Korea basically since that faker, what was that moment at the end of the summer of season three. They obviously had their downs in season four where they failed to qualify for Worlds at all. Uh, this is the first time that a team that won Worlds has requalified, but it wasn't under the greatest circumstances. Walter, what are we missing from this version of SKT, from versions that we saw, even just going back to last spring and the team that won MSI? Well, first off, that's now the second time you've done the Doha impersonation in six episodes. So I think what you're telling me is I just need to get Doa to do this show. You just need to put a Doa impression meter <laughs> in the bottom of the screen. Every time I do one, just mark it up one more. Soundboard. Uh, but no, what what's missing from this team as opposed to last year? 
Um, it's it's just a different composition of team. I think last year was perfect for Marin as a top laner. Obviously, he was the MVP of the World Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, was just absolutely stellar on you know the Dariuses and the Fioras and this really heavy carry top lane meta. Um, we learned a lot about him being like the primary shot caller, really you know directing everything. And he left for the very uh, full coffers of the Chinese LPL. And, uh, hey, we don't get to see him at Worlds. Weird how that works out. But we get to see SKT and the lineup that they put together uh, with Duke and with Blank. Um, it's had its ups and downs, especially when the meta kind of gets out of their grasp. Duke was pretty good at the tanks. He's, he's, I think he's much better at like the tanks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an okay, like split push Fiora carry kind of guy. He's pretty good at NAR, but he was at his, at his best really on, on, you know, Maokai, on Poppy, on that, that kind of era of the, of the top lane so far this year. And that was also when Blank was pretty effective when it was, you know, the heavy carries, the kindreds, the nidalees, the graves. And as you shifted these roles into more of bruiser kind of carry top split pushers and peanut on... And blank, not peanut. Uh, blank. <laughs> they they on, wish they had peanut. They, they, they wish, wish that, that that's if how that was going. this team had peanut, holy crap! But no, <laughs> blank onto more of the utility, the rex size, the gragas, the elise. He just loses a bit of his edge, uh, and and that was really that's really important because that's the spot, the two spots that have been the most inconsistent this year, and the spots that have really pulled down everyone else. Um, Bang has been stellar. Bang has been just a phenomenal lady carry. He was the you know the number one in the in KDA uh, for the regular season. Absolutely deserved it. Wolf always has these moments where he goes to ward and he overextends. And there's at least one or two plays a game where you're like, Wolf, I know you're trying to ward and get vision for your team, but like, dude, what? Why didn't you? You know your ward has a range, and you can actually drop a ward into that bush before you like face check it. Before you like walk towards it, and instead of getting you know destroyed in a in a, a a bush, you could like ward it and be like, oh, I shouldn't go there anymore, because it's gonna reveal them. Like they can't instantly kill that ward. Um, and then Faker, 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 playmaker. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of games towards the end of the split and into the playoffs that that really, wow. Um, it looks like he was falling off when you look at his mm-hmm. at his statistics. Uh, compared to the other, you know, other players in the in the playoffs, he only had five kills. Granted, he had you know like an, an insane kill participation. Even across the board, the entire team, you know, were seventy eight plus percent kill participation, which is just insanity. But Faker is the guy, the solo kill guy. The I'm going to calculate you to death in lane. I'm going to figure out when to kill you. And against Fly for KT who had the most deaths, but that was because they played something like 12 games or something ridiculous just in the summer playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, Just didn't didn't get it going, didn't get a lot of solo kills. They really didn't play through him. He really had some problems, despite the fact that he was really dominant in the laning phase itself. Uh, Had an 11 CS lead average at 10 minutes. Like, it just seemed weird that he wasn't getting the kills, that he wasn't making the plays, Mm -hmm. but it was still the solid, like, Baker's going to out-farm you. He's the best farmer in the game. He understands every interaction. He understands 
when his power spikes are and when your power spikes are and how to manipulate all that stuff. Um, so the last couple weeks of the summer split and into the playoffs was definitely very sobering for a Faker fan. But we've seen these moments before. Like you said, in Season 4, they didn't qualify for Worlds. Again, that was a down year for the entire SKT roster, mm-hmm. including Faker. And when he came back in Season 5, he came back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. So I am still very hesitant to say Faker's on the downturn of his career. Um, but, you know, he needs to step it up. Blank needs to step it up. Duke needs to step it up. They really need to get back to that level that they were uh, at MSI and, and in the spring and make this, you know, a full team kind of carry instead of just relying on Blank to do all the heavy work. Well, and that's the thing that I find most interesting when, you know, you look at the film and you look at what some of the Korean experts are saying. When SKT has struggled as an organization the most, it's always been in metas in which the jungler is a huge part of making plays. When Faker feels a need to almost babysit his jungler and make sure they're going to the right place at the right time and that things are going the way they need to go, it doesn't allow him to roam the way he wants to play as aggressively in lane as he wants to play. It's almost like he has to shift into this more passive play style And that's just not what Faker does. The thing that makes Faker Faker is that he is aggressive all of the time, but he's intelligent about it. And he's calculated exactly how much damage he can do to you before you get the chance to strike back. And that is what makes him work. And in Season 4, when it didn't work, it was because Bangi had really fallen off, not necessarily in pure stats, but just in what was then required of Faker to make sure that the team was operating. Do you think we're seeing the same thing with Blank right now? And, and if so, what's causing it? Because he's not playing different champions than he was in the regular season. He played Gragas. He was 10-1 on that in the regular season and was terrible in these playoffs on it. So, so what's going on here? I think it's that Faker... You could see that the mid lane meta was starting to shift in the in these playoffs. Mm-hmm. You could see that it was more about roaming, that it was more about you know trying to make plays in your side lanes. It was really shifting away from this focus on being a hundred percent sit back and protect everyone. And I think that because Faker isn't able to cover for some of uh, Blank's mistakes in that that phase. Um, he got taken advantage of. That's that's what it comes down to is when you don't have a safety blanket anymore, you can get taken advantage of and, and score was just they were just better. Score and fly were just better at finding blank, taking advantage of his mispositioning, taking advantage of the mispositioning of, of Wolf, really mitigating the amount of roaming that Faker was able to do. Mm-hmm. You know, in that series, he played Malzahar a couple times, and then it's, you know, Cassidy, Cassiopeia. Karma, like these are not faker carry champions. Right. These are play in lane, farm up in lane, make plays in team fights. This is not, you know, okay, I'm going to run down bottom and, and, and get a kill. Oh, I'm going to run up top and I'm going to get a kill. Oh, I'm going to go help out my, you know, my, my jungler and make sure that he can, you know, steal the enemy race, uh, you know, effectively. And you're talking about the champions that, that Fly had. In those three games, he had Aurelian Soul, he had Echo, he had Lissandra. Like, those are roaming champions. Those are champions that if they catch a jungler, they catch a Gragas or a Hecarim in the jungle, 
you're getting blown up. Right. If, if the enemy jungler is right there and one of those champions catch you, you're done. You're just mm -hmm. absolutely done. So I think it was some of the picks that they were picking that even though the meta was shifting, SKT wasn't embracing it. They weren't, didn't feel comfortable with it for whatever reason. Again, you have the best player in the world. I don't know why you would not just be like, Faker, go nuts. What champion do you want? Like, play something roaming. Go ahead. Play Talia. Play Lissandra. Play whatever. Yeah. Um, Look, Coma just, works in work. magical ways. I mean, we know this when we saw Izihun come in uh, yeah. at multiple times during last year's World Championship. It was one of those things where I don't know why you're not playing the best player in the world, but, you know, in Season 5 at MSI, it cost him. In the World Championships, it absolutely did not. There is some way that this works out and Koma has proven himself to be a mastermind time and time again. The whole organization, you know, there are guys behind the scenes that we barely talk about that have made SKT, you know, the powerhouse that they are and, and gotten them prepared for these moments. So, you know, you just named a whole bunch of weaknesses, Walter. What is this team going to do to turn those weaknesses into strengths? How can they take what they have and turn around these struggles into the kind of dominant performance that we expect from this team. Yeah, so there's no way they're not giving Faker roaming champions. <laughs> yes. There is no way in hell mm -hmm. that they're going to make that same mistake again. Expect to see him on LeBlanc, Aurelian Soul, Echo, Cassidy, whatever they need to put in his hands. And this is going to be the Faker carry us to a third championship show. Mm-hmm. Bang is a great complimentary piece. And honestly, if you put Bang on a team that doesn't include Faker or Smeb, you're talking about him as your superstar. Yeah. I think Faker and Smeb are really the only two guys in Korea, maybe ambition, that if you have them on a team, you go, you talk about them more than you talk about Bang. He's been one of the most consistent and, and one of the most improved AD carries since he joined the actual main SKT roster when they got rid of sister teams. He's been a revelation. He has been a consistent secondary carry and even a primary carry in some of these metas. He's good. Mm -hmm. And he's gonna do he's gonna do bang things all day long. It doesn't matter how many time, times Wolf abandons him in lane. It doesn't matter how many times Wolf gets caught out in the enemy jungle warding. Like that doesn't matter. Bang is gonna get his. He's gonna get his farm. He's gonna be strong in team fights. Now you need to shift that oh that carry potential out of the hands of Duke out of the hands of blank and put it into your into your superstar put it into the best league of legends player alive's hands mm -hmm. and if you lose not giving him not having him at his best not putting him in the in the places where he needs to be to succeed you're just you're hurting yourself mm -hmm. if you lose a game when I remember when Faker was on that massive win streak with LeBlanc, where he won like 16, 18, 20, I, I don't even remember, like 20 some odd games in a row with LeBlanc. And every time the casters would be like, oh, it says LeBlanc, he hasn't lost a game with LeBlanc, he's 18 and 0. Mm -hmm. There's always that, oh, that's the caster curse, he's going to lose this game. But that was always their pick of mm -hmm. like, all right, our backs are at a corner, Faker, go play LeBlanc. Last yeah. year it was Faker, go play Rise. And everyone went, wait, I thought Rise was garbage tier. And he's like, ah, no, no, no. <laughs> You've fallen no, 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 into no, no, my no. trap. <laughs> my trap card. Yes. Like, <laughs> apparently every mid laner is learning how to play Rise. That's what I've heard from, you know, the Twitter analysts and Scrim. Oh, yeah. Secrets and all that jazz. Like, I don't think Faker can pull it out. But he's been the guy that's pulled out mid lane Master Yi. Not mid lane AP Master Yi. That was Alex Ichinskara. I'll give him that. 
but the mid lane ADE, the mid lane Olaf, the mid lane Aurelia, like yeah. this is going to be a guy that he'll have that one pick. That he'll pick it against, uh, he'll pick it against IMA or Cloud9, and they'll trounce them. And then for the rest of the tournament, everyone will go, "Okay, well, figure has last pick." Well, he did play Olaf in the group <laughs> stage. Maybe we can see Olaf here. Would Olaf fit in here? You know, so, it, it's a shame that they hotfixed that mid lane Sona that was dominant for a little bit because he absolutely would have done it and crescendoed people to death over and over and over again. I mean, and honestly, I'm not I'm surprised. I used to remember that because the last time we saw mid lane Sona, it was... Um... <laughs> I, look, I can't forget. That's the difference. It's not that I remember. It's that I cannot forget. Uh, rest in pepperonis, Betsy. I'm just waiting for the news re- that release when he goes as well. But, you know, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about a team that has a lot more potential, I think, than people are giving them credit for. I think that there's something that happens when a team is as successful as they've been as long as they have, where every little thing is put under the microscope. And that is not to say that the problems that they have are not legitimate. They lost a 3-2 series to KT Rolster. That's one of those things that you would not expect to happen. But let's also remember that KT Rolster fought the Rocks Tigers to five games. Let's also remember that KT Rolster, in 90% of universes, is the third Korean team we're talking about at this tournament. And we're talking about the fact that Someday is an absolute monster, and everyone on that team has improved to such a crazy extent, and Score is one of the top three junglers right now. Like There are so many things that we're talking about about this KT Rolster team. And instead, we're talking about how Someday somehow uninstalled his mini-map. Yeah, I so. look, it's just, it's one of those things where I think that we cannot punish SKT and say that, well, they lost one best of five to a team that isn't even at world, so clearly everything's going wrong. Right. I think they're going to be fine, Absolutely. mostly because I think they're going to have Faker doing exactly what you suggested, and I think that they're going to let Bang and Faker be the carries and trust Blank to just get out of their way enough. Keep Duke alive, you know, get the wards down that they need to get down. And, you know, when you have two of the best five players on the Rift at any time, you have the ability to win a game. And there's not many teams I could look at that are just able to match the sheer talent output that they can do. And I have a feeling that Coma is going to be ready for 618. I think that they take that loss in the semifinals very seriously. And, you know, if that doesn't work out, they'll always just turn off the lights. They'll hit the theme music. We'll just hear, ha, 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 ha. Oh, Lord, that's Banky's music! I would, I'm telling you right now, genuinely, genuinely, I want unicorn odds (laughs) on whether Nunu is played at Worlds. I think it could happen. I totally think the way that we're looking at junglers right now, I think it's in play. I would highly consider it if I was any of these teams, especially when you have Bengi. But whether Bengi plays or not, look, I could see it. I I believe that there is a place in this world. At least there's a place in my heart, if nothing else. But the top lane is AP Nunu. That's where it is. Oh my god. But we're, we're letting all that aside. At the end of the day, Walter... Where does this team finish? Oh, this is the best team in Group B. Okay. You, you said it on the Flash, Wolves po- uh, on the Flash Wolves podcast that you think that SKT could 6-0 this group. I, I think it's possible. However, they are in a group with Flash Wolves, so I would say it's, it's more likely that it's 5-1. 
and the gambler in me is like, okay, well, which which one is going to be that one? Because I want to bet. <laughs> yeah, because that's the one that gets through. It it honestly does. I think, I, I think that's very much in play. I think it could even be a four two and have that still be the top in this group. I mean, there are a lot of talented teams in this group that are all capable of having a one really good day. You know, if everything goes right for Cloud9, if everything goes right for Ime, if everything goes right for Flash Wolves, and, you know, you have a bad game from Blank and Duke, mm-hmm. there's a chance. SKT can bleed in this group. I do not think that there's any chance that they're leaving this group anything other than the victors, because, honestly, you look at a champion like Faker, guys like him are wired a certain way. And I yep. guarantee you, all he's done and all Coma has been showing them this entire time are all these headlines of, oh, does SKT still have it? Is SKT still the top team? Are they going to even make it to play the Rocks Tigers again? All these things. And, and Faker's just taking all of that in. And I feel so sorry for whoever they play <laughs> in game one. I think their first game is against... Actually, they don't play on day one, so it's got to oh, be day two. day two. They play Jensen. I'm sorry, Jensen. There's no like I. I think you're a great mid laner, Jensen. But Faker's gonna go out and he's gonna play mid lane Riven or something like that, and just see how many kills he can get. Like he'll be the guy who stalls out a game, like after you've already clearly won, just to see how many kills he can get as the enemy leaves base, because he just wants to make a statement. And are you saying he's? Are you saying he's gonna pull a perks and uh, and dive into the uh, the enemy base while the inhibitor towers are still up? Uh, the no difference walk? is he'll keep a flash or an escape. I think that's the difference. Is Faker uh, Faker will have calculated this? But you know what? We're hoping that you know what I can't come up with a good calculate pun for the video. <laughs> I just hope you liked it. You know what? I tr- I tried. I want you to know, internet, that I tried. Uh, and hopefully, you guys enjoyed this episode. It was really fun to talk about all this Korea stuff. Uh, there are plenty of more podcasts coming on the way. You got to stick to this YouTube channel if you love seeing the actual back and forth between the two of us. We are now literal talking heads, rather just. Talking heads is something on our (laughs) our Twitter profile, so that's always nice. Um, So YouTube, if you search for the Rough Drafts podcast, you will get all of the episodes. This will be our sixth one that we've released, so you've got plenty to go through all of Group A, and we did Flash Wolves earlier today. Uh, If you prefer audio, some of you guys like downloading it, listening to it while you play the game or while you're going on a run or at the gym, whatever it is you like to do, we got you covered there. SoundCloud.com slash EsportsRoughDrafts or on iTunes at the podcast section there you can download it take it wherever you want to go uh you you know you'll miss the lovely visuals that walter spent so much time getting through but i think you'll still enjoy the meat of all of this uh please do subscribe and comment and let us know what you think your feedback means a lot to us you know we're always here to give the people what they want as the great jalen rose once said about a million times (laughs) so we definitely want to hear back from you. And if you want to reach us directly, that's what social media is for. I'm at RedShirtKing on Twitter. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? You know, I don't even go to my Twitter anymore to see myself because I, I haven't had a picture of myself on my Twitter in, like, forever. Uh, I think so you have, have a lovely come, profile picture. I have for the to record. come to this video and, like, oh, yeah, that's what my face looks like. <laughs> yeah. I am that devilishly handsome. Uh, but no, you can see my awful, awful bet loss 
picture that I have to have over at at C80s underscore LOL. And just so you guys know, I did change my iCloud password. <laughs> we're not there yet. We can't keep it. We're going to, I mean, we're getting there. And changing passwords is probably a good idea for any cloud-related organization. But first, if I may, I think we should take care of another Chinese team in the group. So come back tomorrow for both of those. And until then, goodbye, Internet.